I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, and a very warm welcome back at long last to your ninth, 10th, or 11th favorite reality TV recap podcast. It's Blighty Day Fiance. My name is Michelle. And I'm Robin. Hello. And we are a married, mm-hmm. transatlantic, mm-hmm. international, yep. monogamous mm-hmm. couple. Mm-hmm. We're cishet, boring ass breeders who didn't breed, <sighs> but you know, we've got boring a kid. Yeah. If you are all of those things or none of those things, we are a very broad church. We're not a church. We say we're a church for tax reasons. I already did that joke. It wasn't <laughs> funny the first time. Look, welcome. We're here. We're recovering from some kind of upper respiratory virus. I've got the the double um I've got the double trouble. The double curse. The double curse happening. I'm <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> and uh yeah, now now you know um now you know all the information about yeah, what's been good. happening health wise. <laughs> How many other podcasts start with a full kind of medical rundown? Well, I think it's relevant. You know, I don't want people to be ashamed. And we, we are we are self-appointed ambassadors of the IBS community. We are. Yeah. Am I going to have to drop and cough at any point, though? I don't think so. All right. I think that would make a good number of people uncomfortable. Um, some, maybe not. Anyway, today we're talking about um, 90 Day Fiance, No Punctuation, the original uh, part of my personal punctuation. <laughs> um, get it? Because period. Because I'm on my period. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Full stop to that. Yeah. That's why we call them full stops in this country, not periods. I reckon. We're too prudish. Yeah, I think it's weird. The patriarchy 
refuse to allow them to be called periods here. I do, not to get graphic, if you're not okay with graphic, just fast forward for a minute. I have always thought that it's a bit strange that you won't bloody the sword as, uh, what's his name, (laughs) put it, Razvan put it. Is this a conversation we're having on the air? (laughs) The smirk on your face. I think if they talked about it on 90 Day Fiancé, then we could talk about it on this podcast. And we missed the opportunities to do that. Didn't yeah. We? yeah. Oh, well. All right. I don't but want to make you uncomfortable. Thanks for dropping me in it there with the listeners. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> regarding that sword. I'm not going to say anything. If you want to know more, my DMs are open. I'm not talking about your sword. I'm talking about Razvan's. I know you are. Okay. Yeah. I just don't want you to think the that i The murder I'm... weapon in question. <laughs> <laughs> the bloody knife. It's it's more than a knife. <laughs> if that... It's a goddamn machete. This would be like... <laughs> Call that a knife? knife? This, this, is, this a, is a knife. This is a penis. <laughs> That's why they never made Crocodile Dundee 3. Oh boy, it would just be Roz Vaughn yeah. doing an Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got the lights. He does. <sighs> oh my word. Okay, I'm sorry. I've got to come. I I got to slowly draw myself back to, from the place I was in. Okay, let's talk about a couple that never puts me in that place. It's Rob and Seven. So Rob has a Disney princess style proposal planned. Yeah, sure. We've all seen, do you, you remember that in Cinderella, right? It's the kind we all dream about. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, um, she's in the pumpkin carriage and the beautiful white horses and, you know, the baggage claim and the security guard. That that Disney princess uh, kind of whole wedding vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Outside the men's room, yeah. next to the luggage carts. Next to those, you know, yellow standees, which warn you that the floor may be slippery when wet. I think he misunderstood, like, what what putting rose petals on the floor means. Right? He's like, okay, got got a bouquet of roses, putting them on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't take the petals off. That's not what scattering rose no. petals on the ground is. No. I think I, any romance, <laughs> there's, there's two ways that a bunch of flowers can be stripped of their romance. One is if Gino buys them. <laughs> and two, if you put them on an airport floor. If at any point those flowers have touched the floor of an airport, they no longer they're no longer imbued. As Tanya and Sinjin learned. Do you did you <laughs> did we watch the season you you never saw Colt and Larissa, did you? Not the original. We've gone back and watched it. Okay. Yeah. But you didn't see the original when he came to the airport and didn't have flowers, and she was really annoyed that he didn't have flowers. I think I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they used to be, yeah, yeah. There's some memorable airport There's some memorable. Moments, I'm a is- sucker on this show. It's one of the things I love the most. 
when, you know, people run at each other through crowded airports. In this case, the least crowded airport. Yeah, we've been, I mean, we've been... It's pretty desolate. For LAX, I don't think I've ever seen LAX empty like that. I've heard that sometimes they film the airport scenes in shopping malls. Really? Yeah. Because there's escalators and car parks and that. Yeah, I guess you could. But this one was definitely LAX baggage claim. Okay. Why is it called LAX? I don't know. I've always wondered that. Um, anyway. As a member of the Irritable Bowel Syndicate, anything that starts with lax makes me uncomfortable. Sure. Um, so Rob does a dance. Yes, he does. He does some choreography next to the luggage carts. What do you feel that that dance was, uh, you know, kind of modern interpretive dance? What, what do you think he was saying with that dance? It's hard because they cut away from it so often. And that made me think, how <laughs> bad was that in its entirety that they had to do cutaways throughout? Which meant that he had to do multiple takes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it was horrific and awful. But he he seemed really into it. What was he really saying? He was saying, I need to make this moment that should be about you about myself yeah that's what he was saying yeah i'm i am with her terrifying mother on this i i don't like him no i like his dog i don't like him i think he is um i think he thinks very highly of himself and has nothing to base that on nothing whatsoever He's neither particularly good-looking, nor particularly charismatic, nor particularly funny, nor particularly intelligent, nor particularly charming, and yet he thinks he is God's fucking gift, which is the most awful combination. But you can be none of those things and be a kind person. Yes, you can. A loyal person who works hard, but I see no evidence of any of that. Nope. Um... But wait, the moment is reserved for a special place, which is baggage claim number three next to the smoking area. <laughs> yeah. Um, seconds later, they're stuck in an elevator. Well, hang on. Let's talk about that proposal. What The feeling I got was that he wanted to put a ring on it before she got to the place, but she's been to the place before, so she knows how yeah. modest it is. Yeah. Like, in what bit of his head did he think that that's a romantic thing to do? Like, <laughs> it was bad enough when Misha got proposed to in a, in a sort of dank in alleyway. Souk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst proposal in 90-day history, isn't it? Isn't it? Really? <laughs> like... The only time I could imagine a proposal being worse would be if, and again, sorry for stealing the uh, the name, if me, Migo Poopy had been proposed to through the toilet door or something. I can't <laughs> think of anything less romantic than getting down on one knee by the smoking zone. It It was, I just think moments like that have to be earned. Yeah. And I think 
all of it is so poorly planned. I think if we knew anything, really anything about either of these people that was real and that we could hold on to, like if I would not be (laughs) – there are certain people, and this has been pointed out to me before, right? There are certain people who I will defend no matter what. Statler's one of them. Uh, Jasmine is another, right? There's, I'm sure there's more than two. There are. Keep going. People in the 90 day universe that I will yeah. defend regardless. And sometimes you just pick your team. And sometimes they will do exactly what someone I hate does. Oh, sure. <laughs> and, and I'll be totally fine with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, context matters. Yes. So if it was a different couple yeah. who I liked. Who would we like to see? David and Sheila. Right. That would have been fun. I would think it was it was the greatest idea ever, and I would think it was so sweet and wonderful. The beekeeper. Yeah. Mercel. Yeah. If Marcel, Mar- sorry. If Marcel had got down at the airport, it would yeah. have just been sort of guileless and yeah. innocent, right? But not this prick. <laughs> this prick knows exactly what he's no, doing. No, no. Yeah. And and in the immortal words of Zied, me no accept this. Yeah, I'm not into it. If if Zied proposed in air, in an airport, I would applaud. Yep. I would stand up and cheer. Absolutely. But this has not been earned. I don't. He, you know what his worst offense is? He has no sense of humor. None at all. Absolutely none. And and it actually gets quite scary in the lift. I don't think it was scary. Well, his lack of humour over it. I think, I think, and again, this is a UK-US thing, like sometimes British sarcasm doesn't play well in the States. It really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she's being a little bit playful, actually. Yeah, I think so too. With the you broke the lift. But she has to double down on it because he takes it. I was so on so literally. I was on her side though. He did absolutely break <laughs> I don't think he did break the lift. But that isn't the point. What you're supposed to do in that circumstance is go, yeah, totally broke the lift. You know, and just be playful. God. Yeah, like she's the one who's sleep deprived right? and has traveled all that way. And he's sulking because she wasn't like Oh my god, that dance you did for me was so amazing. That was the most romantic thing I ever saw in my life. In in England, we don't have dances. We don't have flash mobs in England. No, you've never done anything like that. No, I've never even seen anything like that. Nothing. Yeah. We don't have lifts, so I wouldn't have known what button to press. <laughs> You're so masterful. Oh, you broke it. <laughs> the closest I ever come to a lift is going up and down the dumbwaiter in me master. <laughs> going up like, and down the dumbwaiter sounds... Unless you know what that means. She's... She talks, she's putting on her best Victorian scullery maid. Yeah, she is. There's an upstairs, downstairs. Yeah, yeah. A dumbwaiter 
by the way, it's, <laughs> if you don't know, is something it's that... It's not a server who has speech issues. No, and I think quite a few people know this, actually. All but right. it it's a mechanism... It's like a little tiny elevator. It's a little people... elevator for your food. Yeah. And for your groceries. And, and they would use them in manor houses so that the food would go from the scullery, the kitchen, yeah. up, into, up into the higher room so that you didn't get the disgusting servants' greasy kitchen germs all over. All over your beautiful banisters up your gorgeous stairway. Um, Please do excuse the sirens. It is what we call Guy Fox season, which means everybody is setting off fireworks nonstop over and over again and again. Right. And they will do until actual Guy Fox night, which isn't until... A couple of weeks away? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, sorry about that. I had a dumb waiter in the first place I have lived out of uh, university. In this gorgeous Art Deco... Um, apartment in Highgate, a very fancy part of London. The girl I was dating at the time, um, it was her grandmother's, and her grandmother passed away, and so this amazing oh, apartment. Oh, you showed me that building. Yeah, it's a really famous building in, in Highgate. That was the best summer. Like, it had a swimming pool and tennis courts. and That is a beautiful neighborhood. And a fancy oh. man downstairs who doff his cap and dumb waiters and all of that kind of stuff. And we were just living there for free. Living, the, living a kind of um, almost like a New England kind of luxury kind of life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A talented Mr. Ripley-ish kind of existence. But yeah, we had a dumb waiter. It was good fun. Anyway, anyway. Um, so Sophia says, where I was living in London, the streets are cleaned up after and unhoused people don't sleep on the street. <laughs> I'd, I've said you unhoused. You changed that to because, unhoused. Yeah, yeah, she well, didn't say unhoused. Yeah, she didn't she? say the yeah. appropriate term. Uh, yeah, all the unhoused people have got lovely houses to go to where I live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, we live in London, just in case anyone is in any doubt. Uh, unhoused people are very much unhoused. Very much unhoused. She don't live in the London I live in. No. No. And we live in a house, y'all. Yeah. Like, we live in a very nice house. Yeah. However. Not in the greatest neighborhood. Sure. Which is fine. Yeah. Um. Right. So she's saying she doesn't want... The uh, she doesn't want the studio apartment with the outdoor shitter to be, you know, <laughs> where they put down roots. Um, which it, I think is a reasonable aspiration. I, I, I think so too. I think it is reasonable for anyone who doesn't have an indoor toilet to one day hope and dream of being able to defecate without putting shoes on. Yeah. I think that's a reasonable ambition. I don't think that's um, kind of, you know, grasping or no. <laughs> elitist in any way. No, and with, the, with that in mind, I'm not seeing the princess-like behavior. Nope. 
I'm not seeing nope. her being high maintenance. No. Um, and, and he was trying to portray everything as high maintenance. Like, oh, what? You want to live in a place where there's no bullet holes in windows? Jeez, princess. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was making a bit of a fuss over that, having said that. Like, it, I'm sure Inglewood's perfectly nice. I don't think I've ever been to Inglewood. Um, but, yeah, like he's saying, like, you know, things are different than they were like 30 years ago. But even in the 90s, like I went to all of the bits of LA in the 90s that you're not supposed to, well, (laughs) that someone from out of town is recommended not to go to. And I found all those bits perfectly pleasant as well. Like everywhere's fine as long as you learn how to live there. Does that make sense? Like intrinsically. Sure. You know? I mean... I'm definitely, I'm not as brave as I used to be and not as confident as I used to be. I dare say I was much more confident when I was younger. And yeah, I, me too. And I moved about in riskier areas sure. when I was younger. It's all about how you move about, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not, I, I worry way more than I should probably, but I think it's because... I think it's because I'm just aging out of living in a city like this, really. Let's go move to Inglewood. It looks perfectly delightful. Um, I don't know who said this. I just wrote down the quote, but I, I wrote it down so I could ask you. So, so either Sophie or Rob the Knob said, we're getting married, so we should look into what married people should know. What what do you think <laughs> married people should know? Um when you're engaged to a complete piece of shit, it helps to know that. Um, it was her that said it. And at the moment, the scales fell from the collective eyes of the entire audience. And we just looked at our TVs and went, these people are neither in love, nor are they really engaged, nor do they particularly know each other in any way. And what I'm watching is a massive waste of my time. I have no objection to people getting engaged young, but when they don't even really know what it means or what it entails, then I'm absolutely questioning why they're on this show and why they're doing this. Soz. I'm going to counter that. Yeah. Uh, As someone who got engaged, and I use that term very loosely, but rings were involved, promises were made. I got engaged at 18, 21, 25, and however old I was when we got engaged, okay? (laughs) Okay. I don't think, I think the idea of getting married is always really exciting, and I don't think that there is, I don't think that you always think about what marriage is you know when what? those ideas come up. You it, make a fair point. There's plenty of older yeah. people that also wouldn't really know what they mean by marriage. I t- it's just the way she said it. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it, nothing's think- feeling authentic, but but less so from her, actually. And, and that came as a surprise to me because I thought she would be very stiffy, but actually... She's not really. I kind of like her. I kind of like her too. I think she's. I think she reminds she's me a bit sweet. of Dempsey, 
but I kind of like her. Um, um, he, on the other hand. Oof. Yeah, no, don't like him at all. Uh, Gino and Jasmine up in Canton, Michigan. Um, I think you agreed with me that there's there was a little too much of a meal made of her getting ready to get on the plane and all of that stuff. So. How little footage do they have? <laughs> the, I mean, look, having said that, I'm sure Jasmine does have these meltdowns at least daily. So they are fairly documenting her existence. I guess they're I guess. trying to, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're worried that she's going to have a day where it doesn't happen. And so they want to bank as much as they can. Yeah. Just because we've seen it all before doesn't mean um, it all happened on the same day with Jasmine. I did think it was, you guys, I love watching them. And I will, just like I am the world's, I was once the world's foremost Anfisa apologist, I'm happy to carry the banner for Jasmine. She is good TV. Uh, she is funny. She is intelligent. She knows how to create good drama. She yep. knows how to make something out of nothing. And yep. I celebrate that. Now, Gino is back in Canton and Jasmine's blocked him, which he can tell because her picture isn't showing up on the WhatsApp. Um, he decides to smooth things over with gas station flowers. Yes. Now I know I know belts need to be tightened, and I know uh, fedoras <laughs> need to be stored. Uh, the good ones have got to be kept away from the moths. But come on, she's coming to this country to be with you for the first time, and you can't do better. Than gas station flowers? To be fair, the visa application process took so long and kept getting pushed back. He may have... This may be his 92nd bunch of flowers. At this point, the florist may have run out. He At this point, his credit may be no good <laughs> at Debbie's Petal Emporium. No, I'm not having it. Yeah, um, me neither. He's just very... Not only is Gino cheap, but it's the worst combination. Gino is cheap and has no style. And so because of that, Gino doesn't, honestly doesn't see the difference between cheap things and nice things. Yes. And therefore buys the cheap things, because why wouldn't you? Right? I, it's a mindset that I am not okay with. And I think you can have nice things without being materialistic. Very much so. But Gino cannot tell the difference. No, so he I can't. Don't, mm -hmm. I don't know if you can particularly blame him. Because if you put two identical things in front of me and one of them costs $50 and one of them costs $5 and they're identical, I'm buying the $5 one. Now, they're not identical, but in Gino's eyes, a bunch of flowers is a bunch of flowers. Well, you say you're buying the $5 one, but you're paying two fifty dollars for it because you're, you don't pay for it. Oh, I don't pay for I, No, I don't pay ticket price. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is the difference. That's where I differ from Gino, you see. I have very expensive tastes, but I pay Gino prices. So they have very... They have a sweet reunion until they start talking about their sex life, which... Uh, Look, we are very sex positive. Some of us more than others. One of us more than others, but that's all right. Where is this coming from I, today? 
but I never want to hear about their sex life ever again. I I need a little bit of mystery with these two. Okay. Yeah. Poor Coco was eeping. Well, until they pushed him away. Coco. <laughs> for, for a moment, it was like, what? what's that classic old, it's, it's Das Boot, isn't it? Where the, or is it in a battleship Potemkin? What's the, or neither of those. Where the pram goes down the stairs, a classic moment of vintage cinema. Isn't that like a Charlie Chaplin movie or something? No, I think it's one of those two, which is weird because I'm thinking they're both on boats, but... Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but no, that you know the scene. Everyone knows the scene, right? When the pram's going down and the it's a st- stroller for our American audience. Yes, it's not called a perambulator. A perambulator. In Amer- in well, America. I'm a Victorian woman. What can I say? Um. Anyway, Jasmine sees Jasmine steps out into the cold weather, and she says, <laughs> "says this is like hell." And but she's technically right. The winter version of hell, yes. There is a place in Michigan called hell, as Robin took great pains to point I out. I have been to hell, Michigan. I've been to hell and back. Um, there is genuinely a town called hell in Michigan, which is about a 50-minute minute drive from yeah. where Gino lives. So when she goes, this is hell, she literally could have been telling the truth. They could have actually been passing through hell. Who's to say what she meant? Who's to say? Right? We can't afford to alienate the Michiganders in our listenership. We love you and we thank you you for your support. And, um, you know, I'm just glad you're not a mosquito-infested hellhole like Minnesota. Anyway. (coughs) So, um, they arrive at the house. Michelle's got no Scottish people to clown on this season. She's coming for the Minnesotans. (laughs) I've never even been to Minnesota, so I shouldn't say that. (laughs) I have no thoughts. It's fine. Um, Look, I'm just, I'm just kicking down. (laughs) (laughs) Saying that you're punching. I mean, I mean, the irony of someone from Maryland thinking that I'm punching down. Yeah. There you are with your low sales tax. That's Delaware. That is Delaware. And that's no sales tax. Yeah, I'll have you know. I know. All right. I'm just saying the the typical Marylander or the stereotypical Marylander is a much, much more of a teammate than like a typical Minnesotan. We haven't explained teammates. Someone came at me the other day. Um, that I promised we would explain the teammate game. Oh. And we've yet to do it. Okay, so this was something it that... It will be a Patreon thing. All right, okay. Yeah. Apologies. All right, fine. Apologies. I'm just saying the archetypical Minnesotan is a friendly person. Right. Who is able to endure extremely cold temperatures, but cares about their neighbors. Right. And possibly about the environment. Yeah. A Marylander, a stereotypical Marylander, is Culver from right. Below Tech. <laughs> right. Right. Or, yeah. um, you know, any CF, anyone from, any white person from The Wire. Yeah. Feed you and you don't give a fuck. <laughs> Who, needless to say, yeah. we're all terrible. Yeah. 
Good. Well, I'm enjoying Jasmine clowning on Michigan. Um, I have nothing against Michigan either. I spent some very nice times in very many places in Michigan. Um, but it is a joy. There's, there's something just wonderful about it. Um, she says his Gino's house smells kind of garbagey, yes, which it does. I buy. Yes, absolutely. It does. It's not, and she said it exactly as I imagined it to be. Not that it's dirty particularly. It's just had this smell since 1973, and the smell's not going anywhere. I think it. I think he only cleans where you can see. Oh yeah. That's why those cupboards are so full. Yeah. You only see the front of them. Behind the bags. That's what I want to see. What's behind the bag? No, it's all like... uh, This... uh, We've talked about this many times before, but anytime we go to my mother-in-law's house... Yeah. We trade off on who stealthily throws away all of the expired food in her cupboards. And don't get us wrong. You know, we both agree that expiry days are a scam right yeah but not when it comes to things that are no decades old yeah and like essentially but at this point my mother is basically fueled by botulism yeah yeah um it's it's remarkable how she keeps going on it um yeah but no um gino's house hasn't been hasn't been touched for for many many years which of course is you know what gino likes uh not to be touched for many many years um but if you think like that, the smell of the house is something. Wait till you check out the fonts around there. One thing I've noticed in Michigan, and again, I'm I ain't clowning on Michigan. But Sounds you, a lot like you're clowning on Michigan. But they don't update their fonts there. <laughs> I promise you. Look at any of the stores, like the signs. It's all Comic Sans, pretty much, or it's, like offensive. You know, like it, some Asian restaurants will have that really offensive. Asian fonts. Fonts. Yeah, maybe. Well, they're not Asian. They're yeah. Western yeah, 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 idea yeah. of Asian fonts. No, it's not just that. It's it's you know when you look at old logos, like the Pan Am logo or something, the kind of fonts that they used to use in logos in like the sixties and seventies. Those are the only fonts that you can download onto computers in Michigan, I think. I'm not sure what it is, but it's really weird. You will not see a nice Helvetica. Uh, north of... There you go. Midwesterners, <laughs> Midwestern listeners, send us your fonts. Yeah. Take pictures of strip malls and office buildings. I want to see... I'm genuinely curious because I, I don't have you, a please send on it. this. And I... Send in the old-fashioned fonts and there's a lot of brown and beige. Um, Speaking of brown and beige, Gino pre-pooped. The turlet? <laughs> wow. Uh, the log was oh. floating. It had taken on a life of its own. It was surveying the landscape. It was bobbing up and down. And just like the sex doll, just like the inflatable penis last week, it probably looked a lot like Gino. It probably did. <laughs> Um, can I say something about the satin sheets? They once, Gino has confused satin with with satin. Yeah. Yeah. I need a cotton sheet myself. No. Um, and that's because the SSRIs I'm on make me incredibly sweaty in the night. Yeah. 
So a polyester sheet is never going to work for me. Bamboo yeah, bamboo works. sheets bamboo are fine. Um, Brushed cotton is is the imposter of the cotton sheet world. Yep. Brushed Agreed. cotton is the fabric of the beast. No, I'd rather have polyester than brush cotton. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't like brushed cotton either, mm. in particular. Um, but yeah, those sheets were neither clean nor satin, so zero out of two is not bad, Gino. He could have made the bed and put fresh sheets on it. It's that he hadn't made it. It was. It was weird. It was just weird. Like, if you'd gone to the effort of, like, decorating, like, the lounge with flags, be they upside down or not, make the bed? Really odd. Because all Jasmine's going to think is, who was just in this bed for it to be looking... That bed looks like it's just been fucked in. Because it did, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah. No. And then it's got his ungent stains... <laughs> I don't think that Gino is a very horny person. No. I don't think he thinks about sex unless it's right there in front of him. I really don't. And even then, I don't think he really thinks about it that much. No. So I believe that he has stains on his bed from the cream. But if he knows enough to know that the stains are there from the cream, then he should know enough to put clean sheets on the bed that don't have lotion stains on them. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. That's all we're going to say. But you know what I will say? That house has nice bones. It does. That's a nice bathroom. The bathroom needs to be refitted. And Coco thinks it has nice bones. Coco, Coco's contribution did not <laughs> bring the value or the aesthetic down. Didn't change the value of the property was. at all. No. No, no, no. If anything, it enhanced it. I think so. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Speaking of dog, dog, dogs, and dogs that do what they want, let's head on over to Ashley and Manuel. Oh, yes, indeed. Now, again, I tuned out at the at the airport thing. I think I was still um, 
pretty heady from all the cough syrup. So she made it to the airport. Her sister was there. Yeah, she didn't kill any children by making video calls while driving. No, not that time. That was a bonus. Um, The first thing that I have is Manuel says that cats give him a bad impression. He doesn't like them and they are bad. We've already come for cats on this show, right? And we we've lost that half of the audience, right? I'm not here's the thing. A good cat these days is hard to find. I don't mind some cats. Some cats are okay. Some cats are fine. Vicious is okay. Uh, I don't know. Come on, that bit in this episode where Vicious just goes... Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, Vicious is like... Yeah, Vicious is amazing. Yeah, Vicious is cool. I'm a huge fan of Burmese cats and Siamese as a whole. I've never met a Burmese or a Siamese that I didn't love. We liked Cleo's fluffy cats. Yeah, because they had grumpy faces. Yeah, grumpy cats are always good. Yeah. And and I've got a soft spot for a Salem. Yes. You know, a good... Like Ashley's cat. Yeah. I also like tuxedo cats. Right. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And bin cats. And bin cats. Bin cats are the best cats. Bin cats are the best. And interns. And interns. <laughs> so actually, we got... There's quite a few... Actually, maybe we are cat people. Maybe we're cat people. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what I don't like? A certain someone who I won't mention is nose blind. And and this isn't a person that you all know, but we know a cat owner that is nose blind to their entire house smelling like cat piss i those it can cats, happen yeah well that's the thing they, they pee inside right coco did it once and the property price is already already affected but people let cats and litter trays and that's the other thing you get actually quite a lot in the states right you get a lot of house cats butt stains you, that is less common in this country Generally speaking, people let their cats out here. Yeah. Whereas in the States, I believe it is more common to have cats that are never allowed outside. No, I would need an outdoor cat. But then they get, like, run over or eaten, and it's really sad. But I feel like that's the deal. Do you remember... Okay, I'm not going to tell this story. (laughs) Anyway. Actually, no, I am going to tell this story because the cat lovers in our listenership will appreciate it. Okay. So when I lived on a cul-de-sac, my neighbors had a cat called Boris. Mm -hmm. And Boris is a Burmese who is absolutely gorgeous. And when he was a kitten, he climbed a tree And this tree was really, really high. And the whole neighborhood could just hear this poor cat going like, you know, like yowling. And and conventional wisdom. So the WhatsApp group was popping off about what's going to happen with this cat. No word of a lie. This was about five minutes after... Um, do you remember when our former prime minister, Boris Johnson, got stuck in like a funicular type thing 
and was just sort of hanging there and looked like an absolute. I don't remember that. Okay, but I, I there's a picture of it, it somewhere. I'll I'll put it in the group. But anyway, um, that went around. It basically, basically, it went from the WhatsApp group where people said, "Oh, you know, he'll come down when he's hungry. Like it'll be fine." He didn't know. He Boris was stuck. The cat. The cat was stuck. Um, Somebody from the other side of the little hamlet brought their, like, borrowed a ladder from their neighbor that Mm -hmm. was this massive, like, 20-foot ladder. Sure. And, And our neighbor went up the ladder and got the cat. But it was this real, like, it's the kind of thing that I never thought could happen in London. What, like a community gets together? A community getting together and going, oh, I don't have a ladder, but I know someone who might, and that person doesn't, but then their neighbor does have the ladder. And it's like, you don't even know this person. Right. But they just live near you and they have a cat, so you're going to help them. JP brings his fire ladder all the way from... Oh, don't bring that nonsense into to this <laughs> um good cats but mainly dog um mainly dog what's he called again rico suave rico suave excellent name all right so now i'm with ashley all the way she says they leave and guess who stays rico motherfucking suave <laughs> yeah he has a permanent place in the bed. That's I'm a dogs in the bed person. I totally, totally get that. Rico Suave probably bought that bed anyway. Definitely. Rico, right? Yeah. Rico Suave's probably on the lease. Now, this conversation, of course, is not the root of the root or the butt of the bud. The the real conversation that's being had here is uh, you know, what is a witch and <sighs> what does that mean? If you can't have a conversation without shutting down completely, you need to summon the courage of your convictions, right? If you really believe in this way of life. Right. I think you're saying it to me because I went, Ugh. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying if I'm saying anything, yeah. Like it's, if it's that big a deal, like not only does she identify as a witch, but she identifies every minute as a witch. There's rather too much identification going on. I think. Well, I I wouldn't say that. Be a witch. It's fine. No one's challenged your witchiness. I, Until he does, obviously. He does, but what but she I'm... she starts off. What I'm saying is... Yeah. Being a witch... And I'm not one, so I'm happy to be corrected. No. My DMs are always open. Being a witch is not like... Uh, being... God, there's no, there's nothing I can put in that place. I, it's a Baptist. A, no. Okay. No. I, 
I'm saying it's... I thought you were saying it's something that you come to or you choose rather than it's something you're necessarily born into. No, it's... But it's a... I just think particularly right now, it's a difficult time to talk about identity and what that means and how people... So I really don't want to say the wrong thing here. Okay. Because I know for a lot of people, they come into Wicca, which is the religion, or they come into whatever paganism or whatever, however they want to define it. Yeah. And it does mean everything to them. Sure. If it means everything to you, I understand that it would hurt you personally when other people don't understand that. And that's a position that I find myself in a lot. But don't understand it or have a problem with it. Because she, I guess the issue I have is that she seems to feel that everyone has a problem with it before they even say they have a problem. It's the immediate defensiveness. I don't think she's interested in whether she has a pro, whether Manuel has a problem with it or doesn't know anything about it. No, but she enjoys, she enjoys the fact that she has to fight for it. I don't think she does. Oh, okay. I mean, she's she's shutting down. She's not arguing about it. She's she's leaving the conversation because she's not interested in what he thinks or feels about it. She only all she cares about is that there isn't an immediate embrace of that. Right. And she enjoys that. I think. I don't think she enjoys that. Okay. What, why? I I feel like she's spoiling for a fight, is my point. I think she is delighted when people don't understand her witchiness. I think she used that word. Because then it means that she gets to feel affronted, and I think she enjoys feeling affronted. Can you say more about that? Well, in this country, the word is chippy. I'm, I'll tell you why I asked. Mm -hmm. I personally have a hard time seeing why a black woman in America who may or may not identify as queer, she's not talked about that part of her life, so I don't know, but that, but just by virtue of having worn the rainbow shirt and whatever, and regardless of what her, sexual identity is how she identifies she belongs to a subculture why would why would she want to be affronted or choose to be affronted when she's punished <laughs> well, for that's that certainly true. just by virtue of being a black woman in america why would she choose that i can't answer that question but it seems to me that, that that's the case but based on what just her demeanor which is immediately combative wanting him to have a problem talking to her and again it could have been the edit could have been he could have said a whole bunch of stuff that they didn't put in and she's reacting to it but i felt like she led with the fuck you this matters to me and don't you dare do it down 
I experienced it differently. Okay. And I, I agree. I mean, like I said, if you can't have a conversation about it without shutting down completely, you're not interested in what the other person thinks. You're not interested in his lived experience or his questions about it or his opinions or in having a dialogue no. about it at all. Right? But I think that's different than seeking to be affronted or seeking to be offended by something. It's the vibe I got. Can I justify it? Not without having it in front of me and pointing to X, Y, and Z. But that's how it came across to me. That all being said, she has, she, it turns out she is right. <laughs> yeah. That, that this assumption I felt that she had made, that he was going to be negative, which put her on the defensive, almost, which before he'd been negative, which then made me feel that she was spoiling for it, turned out she was right. Because <laughs> he his attitude was incredibly reductive and not quite the bird why, but in the bird why territory. We were talking about Louise and and Molly. The ref, reference to Louise getting upset about the owl. He said, the bird, why? Um, when he accused her of being a Satanist. Being a Satanist. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, look, this this guy is, I am not going to bat for him. <laughs> I think No someone, bit of that. And there are bits of Ashley I like. I have to say, she put my nose up last week. Didn't like the driving thing. So she's got to win me round. She didn't win me around with the way she was talking about the witch stuff. I'm just saying. That doesn't mean I'm on the other guy's side either. I, At all. I get that. And I think we've we've both made our positions clear on the matter. Yeah. The only thing that I want to add to that is I think you're really going to struggle to win any argument with someone who complains about hot water indoors. Yeah, that is fucking weird. Especially in Rochester, New York, where the winters <laughs> are extremely cold not as quite as bad as canton where probably is, not probably not but pretty damn cold but very cold indeed yeah, yeah. It, it does bewilder me i guess if you've never used hot water then you might not realize it's miraculous power at cleaning dishes um but the moment you do put some hot water on that plate is the moment that you will be a changed man sir I think I hot water is a miracle worker in the sink. I think if he's only lived in Ecuador, he's probably thinking hot water's expensive and why would you need it to I have no idea about his background where he comes from whether they even have hot water. And I dare say we're not going to find out because he doesn't seem to have a whole lot to say for himself besides complaining. This guy is going to sit on that sofa and drink whatever he's drinking out of those middle premium ramekins. Um, what was she serving him those drinks in? I don't know. I but don't remember. He is just going to sink there, sit there and sink that stuff until he falls asleep and no one will be able to tell the difference because when he's awake, he has nothing to say. I like him much better when he's asleep. 
I thought he was really cute. When he turned up at the airport, I thought when he, when he, when his hair's not on show, <laughs> when he was wearing that cap, he looked kind of alert and bright and <laughs> like a human being. But he's very quickly turned into one of those men. Um, yeah, miserable. <laughs> it's just miserable. It's a miserable storyline with two f- fairly unlikable people. Thus far. Thus far. I don't think she's unlikable. I know that... Right. But I... You guys, I don't like being in this position. I think it's I think it's good that we disagree. I like Ashley. I do think that she's going about this the wrong way. I don't think it's a good way to handle differences or difficult conversations in relationships. Um, but I do like her and uh, I am going to stick up for her. I like her voice and I like her dog. And I fully believe that she is capable of doing, saying, and being things that I will like in future episodes. Nikki and Igor... I like Igor as a name better than Justin, and so that's what we're going to go with. I had a dog called Igor, and I adored Igor, and I think Igor's actually a lovely name. I do too. And I think it suits him. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not going to bury the lead here. Igor is hot, and he is hotter than he was when he was younger. He is. And... Uh, this is about to feel like a universal soldier, he says, of his profession. Now, you clowned on him for being a personal trainer. Um, I clowned on him for thinking of himself as a universal soldier. And, And I'm not entirely sure whether that is just the movie or whether the movie got his name from a state of mind. Maybe it did. Maybe Universal Soldier is something people said years before Jean-Claude Van Damme laser-gunned his way through the galaxy or whatever happened in that movie. Never saw it. Um, Here is what I don't want to talk about in this episode. Um, Trans people's bodies. So, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to talk about, so, because again, I think there are two issues that are being conflated here. Ah, yeah. And wrongly conflated. Yeah. Right? Um, And you were saying earlier um, in our pre-trial discussions, (laughs) in our pre-trial meeting, that we actually both get legal representatives. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we sit in a room before we do these parts. The boundaries are established. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise we will... We'll just fight on we that. We will just argue the entire time. Yeah. So I... And I appreciated you pointing this out that... I'm not comfortable with pointing it out, by the way. And nothing about this makes me comfortable. Sergei... Igor's close friend with whom he is speaking Russian, which was of interest to me because I didn't know they spoke Russian in Moldova. I thought Moldova was a Romanian-speaking country. I should probably have looked that up. Um, 
I don't actually know if either Igor or Sergei are born and bred there. I mean, they're from there. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, who I mean, knows? she did say, didn't she, that the story he told was that he- No, no, that was her ex. Her ex was Russian. Uh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, yeah. So look, by showing the photo of Nikki to- The old geezers. The old grandpas. They are doing something- they are centering the trans person's body in a way that is prurient and uh there's a gotcha yes yeah. isn't there mm-hmm. there's there is and we refer to it before there's a crying game gotcha in this i don't think that which is a really unhealthy and unhelpful lens through which to examine gender right. and what it is to be trans. Right. And and just to be clear, the reason why we're saying that is because th- this conversation about Nikki is about, do you think that she will pass as a woman? Do you think that she'll be safe? That kind of thing. It's not about what I think the real issue is, which is, Nikki's a conspicuous person. Yes. She wears fake contact lenses that make her look like a reptile. She has had very drastic, quite obvious um, surgical procedures that give her an appearance that is unusual. Yes. Okay? She is not a modest dresser. No. No. So to be a conspicuous person is to be a person who draws attention to themselves. Now, for whatever reason, the focus of that attention has, or the the reason for that in this narrative is that Nikki is trans. Right. I don't think that's a problem at all. I don't think there's any... Well, it may be, but it's a different problem. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I think the two things need to be separated out, just like you say. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, now, does that mean... Then we get into more difficult territory, like trans women are fine as long as they're female presenting. <laughs> you know, that's problematic to me as well. Like, the, the, there shouldn't be rules. It's like... Th- that would then worry me, like, do you think she can pass for a woman and so no one will detect you know so there's that issue as well and that's uncomfortable but the thing i was really uncomfortable with though was the gotcha with the grandpas of this whole kind of i don't know why you couldn't tell them in the same way that she probably should have told igor 15 years ago because i think we all agree that keeping that from him wasn't a good it's not the keeping it from him. It's, it's the, the way in which it was revealed. Yes, the, the spiteful, exactly. ha, 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 you did this. Yes. That's sort of how. Yeah. And there's a little bit of that, I'm just saying, with the grandpas, like, ha, 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 you said you'd bang a trans woman. Which, again, fine. I don't see why anyone should have a problem with this. It's just, it's going to be on TV and these men didn't know the question they were answering. And also you really weren't assessing like her appearance or how she'd fit in in Chisinau, um, 
society because she's wearing a damn bikini and it's not like she's going to walk down the high street in that. So Yeah, and that's clearly, I mean, I don't know, maybe, but maybe she will. Yeah, oh, maybe she will. But the whole scene was really, like, I know they thought it was funny. It wasn't, it wasn't funny. I just a little more sensitivity with this, please. Um. So we hear more from from Igor's own experience of this relationship. He says, and these are his words, mm. that he was psychologically traumatized by the way that Nikki disclosed to him that she was trans, that he was rejected by his friends, and that for two to three years, he had to constantly ask himself if he was normal. Um, again, <sighs> lost in translation, language barrier. I don't think, like, if you or I use the word normal, I would think we would rightly have people come down hard on us for that. And, but I don't think, but, he, but I think it in his English is not, I don't think he meant it in the way that no. if I said it, I'd expect to be condemned for it. No, and I don't, I think what, I think he, I think given the culture in which he was raised, he may have felt that having sex or being attracted to, or indeed being in love with a trans woman might, might have made him feel or believe, again, based on the beliefs that he was raised with that are not correct beliefs or, you know, beliefs, um, that he was unwell or, uh, not or mentally ill or not, well, whatever. He's part of it as, as well. I, I, I think the idea is, it made him doubt that he was who he thought he was. And I think that's completely legitimate. I do too. Right? I do too. And I, my problem with this relationship, again, and I rather suspect will continue to be, that there's a significant imbalance of power. And the way that it started wasn't good. The way that she talks to him isn't good. The way that she talks about him isn't good. Uh, the way that she talks about herself isn't good. I don't think that these are two healthy adults that are in a relationship of where there's equanimity and parity and, you now, know. Now, we haven't seen them together. And it is possible that it will not be what I think it's going to be. It is interesting. There's certainly more to it than it just being what I feared with her, which was look at this strange-looking woman and throw tomatoes at her, which was making me really uncomfortable. And I think there'll be more to it than that. But, And I think even the stuff with the mum was kind of interesting as, as well. This, this idea of kind of redemption... Um, which oh, doesn't with Nikki's mom? Yeah, which doesn't like erase what she did there, but it is interesting. Well, it is very rare that we see a parent on this in 
any of the shows that we cover admitting that they fucked up yeah, and admitting really right. that they abandoned their child. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I have... There's been plenty of bad parents on these shows, but yeah. I think it might be one of the first that's actually said I was a bad parent. So some kudos there, more more kudos for her than like Brandan's mum who tried to do the same thing, but hasn't really changed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so there's something there. They're, they're interesting people. Igor actually seems like a nice person. I suspect what we will see is him pushed to the limits of what he can tolerate, and he will show an angry side, and we will have to condemn him for being an angry Well, man. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to project negatively into the future, but you that is your right and you know one of the things that i like about talking to you is <laughs> that we can disagree about stuff yeah um and unlike things like you know sound levels and stuff like this i Absolutely. don't we become can never agree on that incandescent with rage over it so um, I will, however, I'll just repeat my thing. Like I, I reserve the right a little bit, like Nikki's mom, to change my mind. Like all I'm, all I have to go on is what I've seen in two episodes so far. So there are some people I like, some people I don't like. Doesn't mean I'm going to feel like that next week. I am not one of these people who's like that is my opinion and it will never change. I love having my opinion changed. That's kind of the point of a show like this, right? Yeah. If you just get what you expect every week, what's the point in watching? I want to be surprised. Ideally. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I want a good week for Ashley next week. Whereas I normally like who I like and rarely deviate from that once I've made up my mind about who someone is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're a better judge of character than me. I usually get it wrong at first and then. Um, anyway, if you like what you heard here, thank you. Let us know. We are running a little annual competition that we did last year before Christmas. Um, if you leave a review for us either on our YouTube channel, which is, uh, I don't know, but just, you know, <laughs> search Play Today Fiance on YouTube, choose any it. episode and leave us a review, or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Doesn't have to be a five star review. As I said before, my DMs are always open. If I say something that you don't like or I've got something wrong, you can let me know. Yeah. Also, if you do get in touch personally, we might reconsider things we've said and change our minds. Exactly. Yeah. We're not so, above that. Yeah. So we're doing that. If we, anyway, we choose five winners. That's going until I think like the fourth of November or December or something like that. Something like that, or at least I, I imagine we'll go to the end of this season. That's what we usually do, but we'll see. Um, you will uh, you will receive your third, fourth, or fifth favorite tote bag. Yeah, a limited edition tote bag that will only be released to these individuals. So that's quite exciting, isn't it? For sure. Um, what else? On the Patreon, the Fundy Bus, which is Sister Wives and Plathville. Um, Amanda is going to be the guest driver this week. Robin is still working. Not Robin Brown. She's not working toward any deadline. Mm. Uh, well. 
There is a big deadline looming for Robin Brown. She might be, yeah. yes. Uh, Robin, my husband, we're giving him, him some space. He's got a hard deadline at work. Um, Elliot is going to cover The Other Way with me, so look forward to that. And again, big surprise, hopefully fingers and toes crossed. We've got some very, very special guests joining us later this week. Um, I think that's about it. Join us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Day. Blighty is spelled B-L-I-G-H-T-Y. Thanks to my husband. Thanks to my wife. Um, we do love each other also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, we will. She's the best. We will see, see you, you soon. soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.